Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Goss. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. Episode 16, Know What These Things Mean. Two of the greatest tools an enemy can use against their adversary are stealth and ignorance. The more you can do without being noticed, the better. Stealth requires silence, speed, distraction, deception, misdirection, denial, obfuscation, lies, commitment, and dedication. It sounds complicated, doesn't it? That's because it is. A great deal of thought and consideration must go into developing a successful strategy that requires stealth and subterfuge. Numerous novels are written by people like Tom Clancy and John Grisham, depicting various events being carried out in covert efforts. Page after page of detail is provided in such a way that keeps you absorbed in the story. At the end, when the hero wins and walks away, he's looking for his next adventure, you're wiping sweat from your forehead and feeling both shock and relief. But the word picture the author painted took hundreds of pages and thousands of words to develop. The details had to be mentioned clearly as the story arched and the tension was created. To understand the plot, you had to have two things. A desire to continue and a clear presentation of the facts. Without these two things, the book stays on the shelf and the author remains unknown. Today, the nation's enemies have been operating in stealth hidden in plain sight, virtually unknown and practically unrecognizable. Mark Twain wrote, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. That has become more than clear following the inauguration of the first truly illegitimate president of the United States, Joe Biden. The Marxist Democrats have bastardized the election process and the entire concept of our republic through years of stealth and subterfuge. They do not refer to our nation as a republic, if you would notice. They call it a democracy. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. They are attempting to build a kingdom on lies and deceptions. And we need to take note. These guys have thought things through for decades. This is not something that came up on the last train in the station. No, sir. This administration, the Biden administration, is the result of years of planning, and if we think otherwise, it displays our inability to look back into history and realize basic facts. It declares our ignorance 
and our refusal to believe that we have been duped for decades. The players are many, and the enemy is strong, intelligent, dedicated, and fully committed. Why else would Jim Comey and Andrew McKay be willing to commit treason and show no regret or shame in doing so? How could Hillary Clinton do what she did and face no consequences? They are brazenly standing in opposition to facts, facts that are proven, and showing absolutely no hesitancy in their actions. Why? There are many players involved in what they claim to be a wild-eyed conspiracy being spread by nutjobs. They preach this to the American public through the media which they control, through the digital means they have at their disposal, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Google, and the public being willfully ignorant buy into these things. Sitting at the bar after work, they ask their friends, hey, have you heard about? Their hiding in the open depends a great deal on the ignorance of the public. They feel very, very safe and fully confident based upon what they know. The ignorance of the public is pandemic. Most are disinterested, too busy, uncaring, and oblivious to anything other than what is required to feed and care for the family. The pressures of daily living keep their eyes down and their minds blissfully ignorant of anything else that is going on. They listen passively to the nightly news that is preaching misinformation, scripted by contributing members of the grand design, the big lie. Ask anybody involved in the advertising industry to describe their most prized target in video or audio advertising, and they will all agree. It is the passive listener. They will be so deeply influenced and guided by passively listening to commercials, news, or music that at the end of the day, they will not realize why they think the way they do or why they do the things they do. All they know is they just bought a new snowmobile and they live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Bertrand Russell's suggestion of convincing children that snow is black is not too far-fetched now, is it? Stealth, subterfuge, intentional focus on turning the mind of the nation, lies, deception. All these are being employed to bring our nation, the United States of America, to the point of a great reset. Everything is being brought to ground level, point zero. And it's being done at a record pace. A few years ago, in 1996, Barack Obama was elected as Illinois State Senator, representing the 13th District, which covered most of the south side of Chicago. Nine years later, he defeated Republican Alan Keyes in an election for the office of United States Senator from Illinois. Obama was winner by a landslide, garnering over 43% of the vote. This was the largest margin of victory in Illinois state history. He served four years of his six-year term and subsequently ran for President of the United States and won over rival John McCain in an electoral landslide. He won on the coattails of George W. Bush, who was suffering from U.S. involvement in war, a dwindling economy, and truly lackluster second term. It was such a poorly run presidency that Mr. Bush was not asked to speak at the 2008 Republican National Convention, nor did he campaign in support of Mr. McCain. The change was apparent. The people wanted somebody, anybody, who showed a modicum of ability, some semblance of vision and direction. McCain was more of the same. Obama preached fundamental change and had youth and vigor on his side. America said yes, and Obama was elected, the first Marxist to ever hold the office of president. Barack brought with him an entire bag filled with old, failed ideologies 
combined with a mixture of some new applications. He would be known as a neo-Marxist. Obama would never publicly mention his allegiance to Marxism or his leaning in that direction. However, a friend is known by who he hangs around with. Ask Bill Ayers what his position is. Many were aware of where Obama stood, but for some reason, none on the right dared call it a conspiracy, and all refused to breathe a word of his true intentions publicly. This political backlash would destroy a politician's career, so silence was golden, you see. Obama came in backing a cause that had been initiated as far back as 1884 in London, England, by a small group of men who embraced the concepts of Karl Marx after his death. This group was called the Fabian Socialist Society, a group which most Americans are unaware of, but a group that is far more powerful than most realize. They have a reach and influence that spans the globe, and their strict design is to destroy capitalism, religion, and economic structures, all to bring about world socialism. The Fabian Socialist Society purpose is defined as to promote equality of power, wealth, and opportunity the value of collective action and public service, an accountable, tolerant, and active democracy, citizenship, liberty, and human rights, sustainable development, and multilateral international cooperation. The design of socialism is always directed towards communism. Communism is where the public is formed into a collective of individuals who are to drive production for the good of society, a society that is run and manipulated by the state. The declared direction is global in scope. Never before had socialism reached this high in American governance. Obama promised fundamental change, and he delivered. He watched as our nation descended faster and more surely than at any other time in history. He brought a collapse both morally and financially. Jobs began to disappear, and the nation was reeling in unbelief. Bush was constantly blamed for every ill the nation was facing. This was done blatantly and loud. It was done intentionally, not to shed blame and responsibility, but to discredit conservative ideals and principles. Under Obama, homosexual marriage was instituted as a constitutional right. To rectify that with the founders' religious and political intentions is something that is absolutely impossible to do. Unemployment was growing and the national debt rose higher and faster than ever before in the history of our nation. But other ideas began to manifest themselves in ways that were not expected. Before Obama, racism was not as intense a public and national issue as it is today. It was a real matter of concern, but it was not agitated and violent as it had been back in the 60s. All of that changed under Barack Obama's leadership. Was it because he was a black man? No, it was not. It was because he was installing and following Marxist principles and promoting them on an international scale. The purpose of this episode is to consider this particular point, the resurrection of critical theory. The critical theory idea was developed in Frankfurt, Germany. Now, while these ideas are by no means new, as some seem to indicate, they're just now being exposed and seen. These are deeply subversive ideas that promote and advance the ideas of systemic racism, cultural Marxism, social justice, and social equity. While being introduced anew by Barack Obama, who was and is a cultural Marxist, it is now quickly being reapplied in a very rapid fashion by Joe Biden, who served as Obama's debutante vice president 
for eight years. Neither Trump nor Biden, for that matter, seem to have a fuller understanding of these concepts and how dangerous they truly are. When Trump began to understand these fully in the light of history, he outlawed the teaching to federal employees of critical theory. Biden knows fully what the results will be and has reinstituted the teaching of critical theory within the first week of his presidency. He has no concerns about the results. He desires to see these changes impact society. He has embraced communism, and it appears his acceptance has been bought rather than coming through any ideological shift. The man is deeply compromised with China and the Ukraine and incredibly corrupt. He has no moral base and no limits to his avarice and greed. He is a liar. Never trust a liar. Never. My dear reader, please take note of this. Ideas have consequences. The impact of this single principle, critical theory, has done more to wreck the American idea than two world wars, Vietnam, and several ruined economies. We are a resilient people, as most are. We have an excellent ability as a nation. Wars have not deterred us from our manifest destiny. But this principle that has been taught now for decades within our universities and within our public school system are now bearing fruit. And this is the major problem that we face as a nation. Thank you for listening to Vintage Broadcasting Series Number 1, The Great Reset. We hope this helps you stay informed and up to date with the understanding of why our nation is in decline and how this is being accomplished. The ultimate goal is to introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ and to explain how he has made a way for us to be freed from sin and its consequences and to give to us eternal life. We do appreciate your participation and you are invited to continue with us as we consider these things. Thank you very much.